Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. If you want to engage with your God-given purpose, you have to really engage your mind the way that you think. And this is why I was saying last Sunday how, you know, that today I was going to talk about childbirth. (laughs) Okay, because, you know, I was there, I witnessed all of our children's births, and I know that with every birth, the thing that the doctors and the midwives and the nurses, the thing that everybody wants to see first is the head engaged because they know that once the head is engaged, the rest of the body will follow relatively easy. And uh, so I remember, quite a funny story actually, um, when Trina was going through, I know that some of you have heard this story, but when Trina was, uh, you know, when the contractions were getting, you know, when they were closer trying to be the man, comfort my wife while she's lying on her back on the uh, table, uh, just having a rest from the contractions. And I'm like, I just whispered in her ear. Uh, I can't remember word for word, but it was something like, you know, don't give up now. Or (laughs) it wasn't really, I didn't really say that. You know, keep going. I whispered something. But if you could imagine my wife lying on her back, I've just whispered in her ear. And then I saw something move on the left-hand side of her body. It was her arm. As I relive that moment, it's like it all happened in slow motion. And this arm lifted like this with her index finger pointed. I'm thinking, what's all this about? And so it like this. And she went, Yeah, I took one step back and just, I didn't even say I'm over here if you need me, but I just took a step back. And yes, and so again, the most important part of the birthing process and breaking through is engaging your own head, okay? Because where the mind goes the body will follow. And one of the greatest challenges for all of us is moving from a carnal or an earthly mind transformed into a spiritual and heavenly mind. That's one of the greatest transitions that each one of us have to make. But it is possible. And this is what the Apostle Paul uh, calls being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so Paul writes this letter to a young church amidst an advanced Roman civilization. And uh, this particular church in Rome were very young in their faith. They were under Caesar's rule. And there were new believers there being persecuted and even martyred for their faith in Jesus. And here it is, the Apostle Paul, he makes a bold declaration to these young believers. Remember, they hadn't been in the faith all that long, but Paul scribes this letter to this young converted group of people uh, as he encourages them to move from a carnal way of thinking to being spiritually minded as he tells them in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he says, I urge you therefore, 
brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, and acceptable to God, which he goes on to say is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So Paul is not talking to this young church metaphorically, but literally, literally to lay down your lives, to move away from that carnal way of thinking to being spiritually minded. He's saying in view of God's mercy, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And really, at the end of the day, there's nothing more powerful than a changed mind. You know, we can change the color of our hair, we can change our hair, we can change our clothes, our address, even our name. But if we don't change our mind, the same experiences are going to repeat themselves time and time and time again until we break the pattern. And this is why I said earlier that really sometimes a breakthrough is really on the other side of breaking you. Sometimes you have to break. Sometimes I have to break. The breaking of me has been the making of me. And I want to encourage you, as I really begin to wrap it up now, I want to encourage you to be decisive about your faith. Okay, because the Bible says to lay hold of Christ like Christ has laid hold of you. You know, Christ has got you. He's not going to let you go. You know, as every man descended, you know, from that cliff, it, there was not only a guy up top, but there were two anchors at the bottom. And so if the, the guy descending for some reason lost his way and let go and he began to free fall, then he had three guys at either end of the rope who were going to anchor him and hold him securely. Well, Jesus says, I've got you and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I'll never let you go. Jesus actually says, you might let go of me, but I'm not going to let go of you. Even when you're faithless, and sometimes, you know, to a lesser or greater degree, we're all a little bit faithless, unfaithful to the word of God. God says, I'll remain faithful and true to you always. I'm never going to let you go. Even if you go on a bender. Even if you go and sin your finances away, sin your life away, God says, I still love you. His love toward us is not conditional. It is unconditional. But having said that, we still have a part to play. And that is to be decisive. And I think that someone here to a lesser or greater degree just needs to get decisive. And then begin to watch what's on the other side of your decisiveness. For those of you who are married, you need to get decisive about your marriage. Okay? Don't wait. Husbands, don't wait for your wives to be everything that you want them to be. Start being who she needs you to be. Get decisive. To the wives, likewise, don't wait for your husband to be everything that he needs to be. But make the decision to love him anyway. And no matter what the relationship is, but particularly to Jesus, get decisive. 
get decisive and watch what begins to follow. Because, you know, the Bible does say that, you know, a double-minded man shall expect to receive nothing from God because he is double-minded, the Bible, James says, and unstable in all of his ways. So I feel like God is speaking like this right now because he wants to bless you and he's preparing you for the greater. This word that you're receiving right now is a part of your preparation. It's not just a word. It's not just to fill in time, right, speaking time. It's to prepare you for the greater things. And I know that you want to do the greater things. I know that you want to see God move in you and through you in greater measure. Okay? So you've got to get decisive. Put your shoulder to the plow and don't look back. Give yourself fully to this. Give yourself to this work. Whatever it is that God is causing you to see, whatever it is that you know, lay hold of it and don't let go until that word blesses you. As I begin to close, I, I just want to share with you, I want to talk about our youth ministry for a few moments. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, here is the deal. I am actually our youth pastor, which is kind of fitting because I'm very youthful at heart and I'm a pastor. So I guess those two things go hand in hand. But the reality is this, I'm only doing it in this season because I don't want our youth to miss out on ministry, okay? And so I, I believe that it's right that they have a, a space and a place where they can gather on a Friday night where they can have fun, play games and the rest of it. Um, but at the end of the day, I want to encourage you to pray with me for a youth leader or youth leaders, okay? And I think that we should believe for that. I believe that that is in our future, and I believe that uh, we need to pray about that. This is what I believe about what God is doing here at Gateway Life Church, and there might be even, even have a sense now that there could be somebody watching online, either live or watching this replay as they consider, you know, what kind of church Gateway Life Church is. Well, I want you to know what season we're in. And we are very much in a season of preparation where God is preparing the hearts of men and women. And the thing that I love uh, here, the thing that I love about what's happening here is that what's happening is very authentic and it's real and it's faith-filled. The amount of testimonies that are happening are really just all glory to God. And so, and I believe that what God wants to do is to pour out favor upon what we're doing here within ministry, within our worship. Uh, remember, worship is not just about a song. Worship is about the heart. Worship is about communion. Worship is about reading the Word of God. It's about thanksgiving. Okay, worship comes, it's, you know, sometimes when we think about worship, we think it's about a guitar or singing into a mic. But worship extends far beyond all of that. And I just believe that God wants to pour out his favor on this place, not for our glory, but for his. Whatever God does here, it will surely be all glory to God. It will not be because of anything that we've done. And I think that that's a really rich and a safe place to be. So let's remember, by God's grace, as these different workers begin to come in, 
youth ministries, kids, workers, young adults, life group leaders, singers, musicians, and the rest of it. Uh, let's remember that we give all the glory to God. And, uh, but let's also be a church that is outside the four walls of this building, engaged in the community. And, um, but last Friday night at youth, uh, we've got this guy, he's not here today. So I'm overseeing the ministry because that's what God is asking me to do in this season. And we have a youth ministry team of parents, the parents of the youths who are, you know, a part of the ministry. Justin Lynch is uh, the parent of uh, Matthew and Jessica. And Justin, he's not here today, but he is an absolute champion, an absolute champion. Let me, let me share with you what he said to me uh, going into last Friday night, which really, really blessed me. So Justin calls me and he says, Pastor Jason, I want you to know I've got it all covered. I didn't ask him to do this, by the way. He said, he said I will, I'll buy the meat for the barbecue. I'll bring the drinks. I'll bring the salad. I'll bring the sauce. I'll bring the bread. I'll bring the, uh, the prizes, you know, for the games. He said, all I want you to do is just turn up and bring us another really inspiring word. Like that is inspiring. That what, like what a great act of service. You know, the truth is, in case you don't know, we need more workers who will seize the opportunity like that. Just people who will be and uh, be the difference, be the change. When it comes to young adults, we need to see more people engaged. There's opportunities everywhere. But on, on this night, at the youth night, because we're talking about identity, you see. We're talking about identity and uh, note to self. All right, that's the series. Identity, note to self. Does anyone here know what note to self means? Yeah, what would you say note to self means? What is it in essence? Yeah, it's an important reminder. Note to self is an important reminder. And that's why we're looking at this series within our youth ministry called Identity. So I wanted to illustrate our value before God. And some of you have seen this demonstration, but I felt just to do it again. And uh, so on Friday night, I said to all the youth, hands up if you want this. Yeah, every hand went up, right? And so I took this same $50 note and I screwed it up. I just messed it up. Like I said, some of you might have seen this demonstrated in years past, but I just felt to do it again. So I screwed it up. It's proper screwed, right? Sometimes like our lives, proper screwed. And I said, now, who wants, who still wants this $50 note? Every hand went up again. Well, I said, what if I did this? I let it fall to the ground and I stomp on it like the trials of life. And I just rub that $50 note well and proper into the dirt. And then I picked it up. Who still wants this $50 note? What if I looked at this $50 note and I began to curse it and call it names and then I spat on it? Would you still want this $50 note? 
everyone's commitment was the same. <laughs> everyone's commitment was the same. And I said, well, like, that demonstration is very much what we go, what life can be like for us. We get a little bit screwed up. We get pushed to the ground. We get called names. We're rejected. Uh, we're spat upon. Uh, and sometimes these are the things that we're doing to ourselves. But never once have we lost our value before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he says, I still love you. And with loving kindness, I have drawn you to myself. And I just want to say that I know that life has been pretty tough for all of us on some level. I know that it's been pretty tough for all of us. But please, as I close this message today, Jesus still loves you. He still values you. And you still have a purpose. And that's what I want you to remember today. And I just want to uh, uh, lead someone uh, in a prayer that uh, allows Jesus to be and confesses Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So let's all stand today as I lead someone in this prayer, either in the room and also online. I just don't want to waste this opportunity. The reality is, as I look around the room, I see that uh, really everyone has a faith. Everyone here has a faith. Everyone's on their journey. I don't believe that there's anyone who's not saved here today. And, uh, but perhaps there's someone online watching. Perhaps there's just one person from who knows what place in the world is going to watch this replay and they're going to respond and that's the thing that God will use. That's where my faith is at, you see. And this is why I'm not being moved by what I see because I see a whole bunch of saved ones. But let's by faith believe for that lost one. Let me lead you in this prayer. Let's pray this prayer together. Father, I come before you this day and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Help me to be the person you've created and destined me to be. This day I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my Lord, is my Savior, my Creator, and my friend. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world and was raised back to life after three days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.